TV Campfire Podcast. I was like, yep, okay, so you win for the week. <laughs> We're here. I hate to sound like a broken road. Oh, no! We're fans. It's one of the best things on television. Oh! All right, we got you a hold of Oh, no, you didn't. We talk TV. That was the best scene ever. Like, that I, blew me away. It was absolutely amazing. I just couldn't believe it. Welcome to the show. This is podcast number 565, and I am Libby, your host, and this week we have returning guests. Hi, this is Tom. I chair the communication department at Palm Beach Atlantic University in Florida and host the Screen Tom podcast on iTunes and Anchor. Hi, this is Yusun, costume designer and TV enthusiast calling in from Los Angeles. Hi, this is Allison, and I write reviews for Weedonopolis. All right, uh, let's talk about the news. Tom, what do you have? We have a little bit, but it's been slow since we're coming off the holidays. Uh, CBS has renewed Fire Country for season two. It is the highest rated news show on all Seriously? Oh, yeah. It's hey, not, never, I mean, it's decent. It's not that good, but it's, I mean, and the never lead is Never underestimate hot leads. Yeah, I'm about to say he is pretty. I mean, and I'm it, not And lie. it's on CBS, too, so all the old, all, all the cougars and... <laughs> And grandma's out there. Oh, he's such a nice boy. No, Um, he's not. So, yeah, I get that part. CW has announced that Stephen Amell will reprise his role of Arrow on The Flash Season 9. They're going to make me watch at least one episode. I'll watch when (laughs) his episode. Like, when he comes back, I'll watch that. Okay. I might watch the finale, maybe. Uh, Uh, You you know you're going to watch the finale. Maybe See, I'll definitely watch. Play. I'll definitely watch the Stephen Amell episode. Episode. How about that? Um, we don't usually talk about ESPN, but John Williams has composed the theme for the national college football championship, which what? is pretty wild. That is he crazy. Keeps, he keeps saying they, he's going to retire, and then he keeps writing like, stuff. Did they just pay him all the money? That? Seriously, that's what I'm wondering. Uh, to no one's surprise, because the ratings are huge. Wednesday has been renewed for season two. On the flip side, 1899 has been canceled. And and the culprit is, I found an article, there is a secret Netflix rating that most people don't know about. It's the completion rate. And evidently, you've got to get over a 50 for renewal. And evidently, 1899s is around 40. So that's why it went bye-bye. Um, Paramount Plus, Nicole Kidman is joining Taylor Sheridan's new upcoming series, Lioness, which uh, Zoe Saldana is the lead of. And so Is Taylor um, Sheridan just doing all the shows on Paramount I now? think they all should change them? their name to Star Trek and Taylor Sheridan instead of Paramount Plus. <laughs> it's just like he's doing all the shows. STTS. Yeah. If it's not Star Trek, it's Taylor Sheridan. Um, wow. And LaMonica Garrett from uh, from 1883 is, is also in the cast of Linus. Uh, they've also announced that Reese Witherspoon is going to star in Tracy Flick Can't Win, a movie sequel to Election. It's actually based on, it's going to be adapted from the book of the same title from the writer of the original book. And they got Alexander Payne to direct it and also his co-writer Jim Taylor to adapt it. It could be good. You never know. Evidently, the book got a rave review, which is unusual for sequel books that come out years after the original. Uh, Dan Harmon did a podcast last week, 
and he has ruled out the following storylines for the community movie. Paintball, Dungeons and Dragons. No, Greendale, I want paintball. I want paintball. Greendale having been shut down for 10 years or events of the movie playing out over a single night. And finally, Jason Ritter is going to guest star on Yellow Jackets, which his wife, Melanie Linsky, is one of the stars of. And that's all the news. All right. I'm sad about that. I, I really wanted paintball. Love paintball. Anyway, uh, let's start off with the shows. First up, we're going to talk about The Rookie. And technically, this was supposed to be a crossover. <laughs> but I have to say that the storyline that they introduced that leads into the next episode was not interesting enough for me to follow it to the next episode. Well, so, you didn't have to follow much, Libya, because out of curiosity, I started watching Feds, and they resolved the cliffhanger. Like, as soon as the uh, main title credits go, it's like the next sequence. <laughs> and they're like, yeah. boom, oh, that's over. <laughs> yeah, I, I, was, I didn't care enough, because the thing about the rookie, it's about the characters. It's about, you know... All the relationships. So really, the main thing was Chen and Tim. Tim, thank you. I was like, whatever his name. Yeah, Rapper. It's really about the, the, like their relationship, and I really like the sh the kind of uh, sitcommy thing that they had going, where everybody yeah. kept misunderstanding all the situations and stuff. And I like that they thought they were going to get reamed out by the by the captain, and it was he was talking about something else entirely. <laughs> all of that stuff. And then the big reveal about whether the rookie and the and the other guy were dating, it was like they were just playing D and D. Like <laughs> all of that stuff is why I watched the rookie. I don't care about whatever criminal they're gonna catch for like that's not important. Who cares? It was kind of a good story though. In within the episode, it was a good story watching our characters do it. Right. But once you take our characters out of it, I no longer care about it. What's well, the they, they got Nathan Fillion for a couple of scenes in Fed, so. I think I, I really like uh, uh, Libya's point uh, because at this point, uh, I you know, especially because, you know, I don't know, they, they some, a lot, a few times they've done like <clears throat> multiple story arcs or like half a season story arcs, which I think they, you know, they're trying to make it, I don't know, a little bit more gritty or, uh, you know, more traditionally like a, you should care about our plot. Um, but I don't think any of us do. And I don't think that if you're going to fully allow yourself to uh, enjoy the rookie, you shouldn't try to enjoy the plot. Like you should just lean into the fact that it's, you know, a relatively hackneyed, you know, innocent, not particularly accurate uh, portrayal of policing in Los Angeles. Um, so it, I just, I very strongly agree with Libya in the sense that, but also Tom, I, you know, I didn't mind the plot. I mean, we're talking about the, cause I didn't watch feds. I don't exactly know what you're talking about, about the crossover. I mean, yeah, exactly. It, it, you were supposed to finish the rookie and immediately watch fed the rookie feds so that you would find out how the woman who escaped at the end of the rookie got caught. But I didn't care enough about her to see oh, her. I didn't even remember that she escaped. I just remember the dude. <laughs> Spoiler. Spoiler alert. Yeah. After they, after they have a couple of obligatory scenes with Fillion and Niecy Nash interacting, they they get in a chase, a foot chase with her, and she gets hit by a car. 
yeah and it's like the first it's before the first commercial break of the episode so that was just an absolute gimmick then that was just ridiculous they call that a crossover that's that's they're getting desperate for people to watch that show clearly um yeah no when when that other guy bank robber got shot in the head or shot they found him dead in the car i was like okay i guess they tied that up i like a (laughs) hundred percent forgot until you mentioned it who cares no one cares about that i mean and the the idea of a cold list or whatever they're called right of um of of undercover agents agents undercover agents i don't know if i just made up that term i feel like i'm close um yeah that who cares we've seen that in i I was about to say that's been a plot for yeah Yeah. many many movies have done yeah every exactly so i don't really care um you know i think a lot of people complain in general about series when uh certain ships take too long to finally kind of get together um but uh i feel like i mean i say this tongue firmly in cheek and i i joke um that you know uh they i mean what the heck with you know um Bradford and Chen about take it taking so long but at the same time there is a little bit of realism I think in terms of they work together and he is her superior obviously that's going to become an issue um so and again but it's better than when she was his rookie like if this had happened when she was his rookie that would have been super inappropriate yeah but now I feel like yes he's the kind of the second in command of the station and he technically outranks her but I know he does, but it's not the same as when she was his rookie. I feel like it's very it's, different now. It's not as egregious, but but that being said, they laid the breadcrumb of one of you are gonna well, like someone needs to transfer. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, they, yeah, they yeah. Leave that breadcrumb, throw that breadcrumb out there. So, but I, I also mean, like the idea of them first figuring out is this gonna work? Like, if it's gonna, like, if it's not even gonna work, then don't even do it. But if it, and, let's figure out yeah, if this is gonna work first. That's yeah, all. and I thought it was very realistic. Uh, like you said, it was very sitcom-y about how, them trying to go on a date and this and that and and uh, the hiding and stuff. Um, I really liked, I thought it was, I don't know if realistic is too strong of a word. Um, I mean, it's obviously a plot device. But, um, you know, when, when uh, Bradford was all like, uh, you know, um, talking about sexy time and she's like, whoa, 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 whoa. She's like, back it up. She's like, I'd like to take this slow. And then in the next breath, she's like, well, our grandchildren, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, wait, grandchildren? <laughs> And I was like, you guys are a mess. So I was like, this is going to be fun. I, I mean, I do. They're finally together. And I really hope that they just make it messy and keep it slow. Because that's what we've gotten now at this point. And it really is sitcom-y. And I'm fine with that. Yep. All right. Well, let's wrap this one up. I'd say overall, thumbs up for the rookie. Next up, we're going to talk about The Witcher Blood Origin. And Allison hasn't talked yet. So uh, why don't you set us off, Allison, on uh, The Witcher? blood origin it was only four episodes yeah and and at that it was a little long um actually no i should i should say i think it needed a couple more episodes yeah i know i agree with you that's it's it was just it was a slog but for for you know other reasons it it felt actually like we got the cliff notes version of whatever story they were originally planning to tell and then just kept chopping the budget down and and paring it down more and more so we only got like four episodes of what should have been a much more involved story and and the result i think yeah and and i mean the the result is that we wound up with with like no time to really tell the story properly 
or get us to know the characters. So everyone came off like just sort of a, a very, just a vague sketch of a character. And the plot line, you know, was just very, very rote. And uh, it's just, you know, what I had you know, somewhat high expectations simply because, you know, I, it's, it's Michelle Yeoh stars in it and I love her. And I wanted to see, you know, something done that was that was interesting with this story, with this uh, particular storyline. I mean, they're they're getting into the origins of this world, and I, I like this world already from watching The Witcher. But what they gave us was just such a poor example. Um, I think they undercut themselves so much that there really wasn't anything left except just you know this 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 you know little cliched sketchy characters. And this very rote storyline. Um, so I ended up not caring for it very much, honestly. I, I you know, I suffered through the whole thing, but uh, I kind of hoped that it would get better. Um, but it just seemed like a, a kind of waste of time by the time they got done with it, and a waste of talent too. Michelle Yeoh had almost nothing to do. Lenny yes, Henry sir. just kind of walked around looking scary, and that was that was pretty much it. So. I thought, I, I mean, I can't disagree with your overall points, Allison, but I would say that I did enjoy it. I, I, I think that the first two characters that they introduced, which is, I was about to say the elves, but all of them are elves. Lark, the other, yeah, the, the, whatever. Yeah, the, Except the, for the dwarf, yeah. they're all elves. Yes. Uh, so I'd say the first two characters they introduced, I did like them. I felt like they were somewhat fully formed. Just, but just the two of them, nobody else. The two of them I felt were fully formed and I enjoyed their journey uh, from enemies to friends to lovers kind of deal that they did, which is- Yeah, but it was so predictable. I'm not you saying it wasn't that predictable. that was where it was going to go. I didn't say it wasn't predictable. But I also I knew there was going to be a baby. I knew there was going to be, he was the baby daddy. Mm -hmm. That I guessed as I, well. All, the, all those things, I'm not disagreeing about how, like I also knew that he was going to, uh, either knock her out or do something to take her place and take the formula. I knew all of those things were going to happen. That was actually the only thing that bothered me because, you know, this is very much a, we got a female warrior. She's being awesome. She's being the lead. She's like, you know what? I'm going to be the one to sacrifice myself. And now that he's sleeping with her, he's like, no, I have to protect my woman. Cause man. And I was like, so that's the only thing that really bumped me out of the story, but I did overall enjoy it. And I did feel like it needed, they, I could feel them trimming the budget, trimming the episodes, trimming the story. And so the writers were just left with this bare bones. I, I can see that, but I still enjoyed the ride. All right, Yusin, go ahead. Um, now I'm kind of glad that I went last because I'll say, I'll, I'll say, I'll say this. I agree with, I think everything everybody said, including positive and negative, except these two points, which are, I guess, kind of big. Um, look, the show is a, a, a hair above garbage and hair above uh, guilty pleasure. However, it was a guilty pleasure I was willing to indulge in. Um, I do not think that it was too short. In fact, I think because it was so sparse, it could have been a movie. It could have been like a you know, uh, just a silly kind of fun fantasy movie. I think we are so trained now to expect 
I mean, we are greedy. We, you know, six episodes, eight episodes, 10. We used to get 13. We used to get whatever. And then they kept getting lower and lower. And so then we adjusted our expectations. I think I used to get mad that we only got eight, that we only got six. But in this case, I feel like it reminded me of the miniseries from like the 80s and 90s. And I'll say this very quickly. I did not like the miniseries for BSG, the four the four episodes started, which is insane when you think about it now. Um, and, and I'm a super huge fan. So for me, this felt sort of like I could have easily seen this as a miniseries uh, pilot, like, you know, a, a front door kind of or back door kind of a pilot. Um, yeah, you know, it did seem kind of rushed. And it's because I feel like, like I said, it it landed in a weird place. It could could have, should have, and you know, probably done better six or eight, or it could have gone shorter. Four is a weird place for it to have stopped because, again, I can't disagree. There was sort of a cliff notesy thing about it, but because it's not that original, because it's not that good, I would have been happy with two hours. Just condense everything, and then I wouldn't have felt like, oh, well, you know. So to me, it's a it's a sort of a weird place because. I agree with almost everything that you guys said, but no one has said this. The villain was horrendous. So that's yes. the other thing. It's so uncompelling that it did actually make it feel like, oh my God, like if, if the show had been longer, maybe they could have developed somehow his character or we could have become more afraid of him or he could have been less mustache twirly. Or if this, if it had been shorter and it was like a movie, then maybe I wouldn't have been as annoyed because I just got scene after scene of him being, you know, Whoa, uh, 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 mustache twirler, I'm going to kill people. And, you know, I'm going to kill people I love and all that. I mean, it was pointless. So to finish up, I mentioned this. Uh, I threw that in when Allison said about the budget just kept going, uh, you know, I, Ser seriously have to wonder somebody sat down and the costume designer was like i'm gonna need all this money because i want this to look really beautiful she showed sketches and they were like oh my god this is amazing here's the money then the accountant looked at the budget and was like "Ooh, we gave her too much money can we get that money back and she's like nope bought all the fabrics you know made all the dresses like because that it has been a very long time that every single scene especially the the empress uh, you know, uh, she came out and stepped out. I said this to Libby, I go, listen, you know, I don't do cosplay. And I was like, but if I do, I'm her. Like, I just want every outfit. I want to parade around in that. So for me, it was um, eye candy, uh, you know, and lastly, I'll end on a very positive note. I loved the Lark, I think it was called. I thought she came off really likable and strong, not, you know, flawed, uh, you know, complicated, um, you know, someone I believed could inspire a rebellion. I thought her fight scenes were excellent. So, I mean, there were very, there were redeeming qualities overall. It was not a great show, but I cannot disagree. I cannot argue that it wasn't entertaining for me and clearly Libya. All right. So. All right. Well, uh, let's wrap that one up. Um, let's move on. The next thing we're going to talk about is the English and we're going to wrap that series up episodes four through six. Now I'm going to talk real quick because I only saw episode four and episode four was the flashback where we get to see the origin, well, not really the origins, but kind of the origins of the villain and see where all of that start. And, and it actually changes your conception of who the villain is and all of that. And I have to say it was for me, the most boring episode of the series hands down to the point where I was, I was like, okay, I'm, I, it just took me out of it. And so I didn't even finish watching the rest of the series. Um, and I get that it's information that we're supposed to understand, but I think it was told in a way 
that was not good. Like you can have a flashback and it doesn't have to be the entire episode. And it do- there was just a lot of talking, a lot, a lot of talking. And I think it was unnecessary. Um, just the pacing of the whole thing was just super slow for me. So then I, 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 I'm not saying I'll never go back and watch the last two, but I'm unmotivated to watch the last two. Uh, so that, that's all I have to say about it. Uh, Tom, do you want to go before we? Yeah, you know, for the thing is, if you look at the series, there are aspects of it that kind of emulate a, a novel structure versus a, a standard television structure. And for a limited series, that didn't bother me as much. Um, I really thought the, I mean, episode four establishes that Rafe Spall's character is like totally evil and needs to be taken out, which, uh, we does eventually happen, but, um, I, you know, it caught me off guard a little bit, but it didn't bother me too much. Uh, you can, uh, okay. Next up, anybody else want to Um, talk about? Yeah, well, I... I, I would say I had the, the opposite uh, reaction to episode four because there were a lot of uh, gaps in, in our, in our knowledge of what was going on and, you know, why she, she was hell bent on, on revenge and what the, what was going on as far as uh, the kid was concerned. And he, <clears throat> this episode clears all that up. It basically tells you, okay, this is what happened. She was raped. The child was was the result of rape. Not only that, but but Rafe Spall's character had uh, venereal disease when he raped her. So the child was born with the condition, um, and 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 you know, his life was just destroyed from the beginning, from the moment that he that he was conceived, really. Um, and her life was destroyed. Everything that that it, it answers why she is alone. Why she uh, did not be, get married to this guy she was the, the fiancé of. Um, it, it sort of puts everything together and answers all these questions. So I like this episode for myself because, to me, it just answered a lot of things that I had I had, had a question about and, and put things in perspective, which I think is absolutely important because you have to know why she wants him dead so badly. I, I think, why I she's think on the, this, her part this of the flash. Her parts of the flashback, I'm not going to disagree with. That wasn't the part that bothered me. The parts that bothered me was the the stuff out in the West with those guys just sitting around chat, 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 talk, 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 talk. And just the pacing was just so slow for me. So anyway. I, well, I, I think that, that it, it gives you an idea. The What happened in the West, which is it's not actually happening. It's not chronological with, with what's yeah, happening I, with her. Um, it shows it, it shows you why Spall went back to England. And I, I get all her. of I get all of that. That's not what I'm saying. It's not that I don't understand the plot. I'm just saying I don't like how they did it. But oh. I, sorry, I'm going to stop talking because I already said that. So Next person. Um, I, I'm going to jump in only because I know you 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 might. Uh, I don't mean this in a mean way, but you might rush us, and we've got two more episodes to go. So yeah, well, yeah, because you can actually talk about the next episode if you'd like, because we do say. need to so keep I'll moving. Just, I'll just jump forward, meaning that you both, you know, said, uh, you know, what you have to say about the episode. I I lean more towards what Allison was saying strongly, but but uh, can't disagree with if you thought it was too slow. But uh, you guys know this is my favorite show of the year. Um, and so I have already said a ton of stuff, but I will get very specific this way. It's a little newer. Um, uh, I think in episode 
five and correct me if I'm wrong, because I like, I, you know, I burned through it, not, you know, my, weeks ago. Um, that was where the, the, what was her black eyed, you know, old lady, whatever, um, where the scene where, again, we are just seeing, we are shown in that episode how, um, gosh, I forgot her name, the character's name. You'd think I would remember it. Um, uh, but Emily Blunt's character, our heroine, uh, uh, co-hero, I'll, I'll say. Um, she, uh, Eli, is tasked with killing the the older, uh, the the uh, black uh, widow or whatever we'll call it. Um, and uh, but it turns out that Emily goes to uh, like um, save herself basically and pulls another sort of deeply um, sort of uh, vicious but wise, you know, sort of a you know um, proactive is is the best way to put it. She has never allowed herself to be a victim. And I think there's a theme there. I think that she was so victimized um, by the uh, the rape, obviously, obviously, um, that she has chosen now a quest, right? And nothing will get in her way. And uh, I think in five, she says this really poignant line uh, that, uh, again, uh, Tom alluded to the fact that the show is shot kind of in many ways, uh, literary, you know, kind of a, like a book. And I've mentioned that. Uh, multiple times so for me again four and it's pacing wasn't a problem uh but she says something like um uh, you think i'm traveling with hope uh but i'm traveling without fear you know and she said i'm already dead you know so uh, that to me was incredibly powerful because she wasn't sort of and you know but she they play it's the contrast is amazing because you know she's kind of flip with the like uh astrology and the this and it's magic you know what i mean and then underneath she is this fierce warrior woman on a mission uh revenge you know uh and that's okay with me lots of westerns are revenge plots um and so she has no uh you know she has no fear uh and uh it's just done so realistically i mean at the core it's a revenge plot a revenge movie right um and yet it's and it's a woman's story and it's so deeply personal uh you know people have revenge all the time right so i thought it was just the writing is so good i'm gonna stop here because i want someone else to talk about six because there's a denouement so somebody else talk who wants to tackle six i mean six six is the grand finale and it's it's really where all the it's where we find out basically that Emily Blunt, uh, Cornelia, that she's got syphilis, that she's going to, you know, instead of an infection, like Eli suggested, it's syphilis. And she's, you know, if not, if, if, she, if it doesn't kill her, she's going to be horribly disfigured most likely and have terrible quality of life. So basically all the connections, I mean, we find out that Rafe Spall's character is a serial rapist. So like, I'm like, die mofo, die. And what's awesome is another woman he raped who evidently he wasn't contagious. So, but her son tries to, tries to kill daddy and fails. And so of course, evil dude, you know, holds kids, kid hostage. And then Emily Blunt's about ready to cap Ray's ball and can't do it. And then the other woman does, which is like, yeah. But um, it was a set. I thought it was a really, this is the kind of movie that makes me want to read the book just to see how how good the adaptation was. But man, between the casting and the, the vistas and whatnot, very satisfying, and I was totally shipping Eli and Cornelia, and obviously, ah. 
she can't be she can't be with him forever and you know it it's just very satisfying and emily blunt man she is amazing and the dude who played eli um, basically the whole cast was amazing great role for ray spall because he usually tells like plays like milk toast british dudes yeah nice and point. he's like the epitome of evil in this incarnate. and uh, there's an epilogue where you know there's a time jump in the early 20th century she's you know horribly disfigured and hides her face behind a veil but there's a wild west show in town and we saw that being set up and she's one of the attractions but one of the kids we met earlier who's now a grown man comes to visit and they exchange a few words and she gives him something that eli had given her that she thought he should have and then the the postscript of the miniseries is that you know it was basically inspired by by the real buffalo bill cody's wild west show which toured to england and fun fact the very first western ever shot was made in england in the late 19th century so uh, i just thought this this is one of the few limited series i've seen recently which really had a satisfying finale because usually what happens is they run out of gas and they're just like uh we just need to finish and this one felt well thought out, well plotted, well constructed. Just everything was aces about it. Uh, Allison, your thoughts, real quick. I I, I thought that it, it ended extremely well. I I was you know I was reaching for the hanky. It got very dusty in here uh, while I was watching it. <laughs> yeah, there's this one part um, where it did get kind of confusing, where it seemed to be that they were saying that Emily Blunt's character Cornelia was this other character of this 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 oracle-like woman uh this crazy woman who had venereal disease and was extremely disfigured as a result of it and they did like a fade at one point between her face and emily blunt's match so dissolve. It, yeah it, it thank you very much I thought it was um it, which which indicated that oh we're looking at the same person this is just you know taken out of out of sequence and then that turned out not to be the case so that was that was one thing that was kind Wait, of confusing Allison, i have to ask this question because i think i'm confused too i thought tom was saying she was the same person and you're saying no, she was not. not the same person she was not, no, the same not that person, person. but but the cinematic technique is a match dissolve and oh yeah they they do it in saving private ryan and it's problematic because it's not the same character that the times they do it in private Ryan. It's like, no, we, we got to wrap it up guys though. Yeah, but it, the, the, other than that, which, you know, when I, when I realized that that wasn't where they, where they were going, I was more relieved about that. Although it still doesn't end, you know, exactly happiness and rainbows and all of that. Um, she, uh, she's not clearly the same person, but I don't know what the point was of making that connection. Uh, well, unless it was to say that that maybe her 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 fate was similar maybe but um okay. other than that i think it was brilliantly done it was excellently handled the denouement at the end is is wonderful um and overall i thought it was just an outstanding series uh next up uh we're gonna talk the mayfair witches which premiered on amc plus but technically hasn't aired but it airs tonight or tomorrow, something like that. So listen at your own risk. Um, my overall feeling for this is it's silly and entertaining, and I'm probably going to keep watching. 
um, it's, it, I mean, it did not, like, I know it's supposed to be in the same universe as Interview on the Vampire, but it doesn't feel like it. And I also uh, was just kind of distracted and appalled at the Catholic schoolgirl casting. This girl's supposed to be, you know, she's got a Catholic, she's supposed to be in high school, Catholic school. And I was like, why does that actress look like she's 30? And I looked her up and the actress is 32. <laughs> and I was like, are you kidding me? Like, it, it was so distracting for me that I couldn't even pay attention. But uh, but now by the end of the episode, she's gone. So I don't have to worry about it. But um, uh, I like the lead actress. I think she's interesting. But I was kind of offended for her that her mom that raised her was basically gaslighting her the whole time. She's like, mom, I think there's something weird going on. I'm melting people's brains. She's like, why are you coming to me? I'm dying. Stop messing with me and stop lying and stop. And I was like, and then on the phone, on the phone, she's like, she's like, oh my God, there's other things happening. I just, I mean, I get why she's doing it. I'm not saying I don't understand it. I just was, I'm offended for the main character ahead of time for when she finds out that her mom lied to her. Um, That's all. Here's, Tom, go ahead. But that's the conceit of the whole show that she is. Oh, I I under I understand that, but go ahead. Tom was in Here, the middle of saying. Here's this. my problem. I'm willing to, and I'm willing to give it a, another episode or two. I didn't think the pilot was well constructed mm. because some of the things didn't make sense, and it didn't. You, you had the same thing happen to the same character twice, and then the mom gaslights her. It's just like I think that they could have. I think they needed to look at everything that they needed to do exposition wise and figure out more organic and interesting ways to do it because it was really kind of by the numbers mm-hmm. and Very especially the repeated doctor, you know, the, she talks to an arrogant doctor dude who blows her off and she melts his brain. She melts his brain. <laughs> so the, um, this, the, I was telling Olivia before we started Harry Hamlin threw me off because I'm used to seeing him as a silver fox, like on Mad Men or on this new movie he's got with Jane, he's paired with Jane Fonda. And with his hair darkened, he looks like freaking Dr. Oz. So I'm like, (laughs) anyway, it does look like Dr. Oz. I swear to God. Now I can't unsee. Now I can't unthink it. <laughs> I just wish, and, and Jack Houston, you know, ever since uh, Boardwalk Empire, I've been a fan of Jack Houston. But I just wish it had been a stronger pilot. I thought it was kind of weak and kind of by the numbers. And what was interesting is to listen to to the co co developer. I'm not going to say co creator. It's like I, I think it's bogus to call yourself a co creator if you've got source material, especially source material like this. But I'm like, you think you did a good job, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Dang, right, uh, that is some shade. Um, I, I, uh, Allison, do you want to go? Um, yeah, okay. Uh, it, basically, my my feelings when I when I watched this were like, it's okay, I guess. Um, <laughs> I, right. I didn't yeah, hate it. it. I didn't hate it. Yeah. I didn't love it. It was just kind of there. I never read mm-hmm. the books, so I don't know how well an adaptation this is. Um, but uh, it's, you know, it was like, unlike uh, the the interview with the vampire adaptation, which the same company did, um, I just didn't feel pulled in. I didn't feel like, wow, this is something that I've got to go back to week to week. Yeah, please show me more. Um, it was just kind of there. 
Um, there, there just didn't seem to be any particularly compelling thread. First of all, it took me like half the, the episode just to kind of ground like, okay, so what's happening and who are they and why should I care? And, and it, you know, it's exactly just logistically what's going on. And by the time that's cleared up, it was like, oh, that's all it is. Okay. Um, so it's, I just, I don't know. I, I guess I'll be watching it, but there doesn't seem to be a lot <laughs> Ooh, there, there, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Yusun, go ahead. Um, I'm glad I went last because I mean, I don't have to repeat anything all of you said. I'll just go ditto, ditto, and ditto. Um, the only thing I can bring is a little bit of perspective, but not even much. I read the book. Um, the uh, Apparently the series is based on the series. Of this The show is based on the series of books. I only read the first one, which I think is called The Witching Hour. Um, and it's a thousand pages. Libby, I did look it up. I thought it was a terrible fever dream that I remembered that the book was a thousand pages. But I will say this. The book itself is not as engaging or interesting as The Vampire Diaries. Um, it isn't terrible. In fact... You know, once you get into it, I mean, it has a lot, you have a lot of time to get into it. It's a thousand pages. Uh, and if this will tell you how old I am, uh, I read it in hardback, it was about the size of a telephone book, uh, hardback. Um, and so the story itself, the source material is just so different from Interview of the Vampire. So it's not a surprise to say, well, I don't really feel like it's in the same world. The book didn't either feel like it was in the same world. So that's not something I would ding because I'm just like, they're saying it to sell it. You know what I mean? Uh, and it's the same author. Um, and yes, eventually I think she kind of sort of links them together, but not really. And I said to Livia this, it's been so long. I mean, it's the, the ending of the book. Uh, and I'm saying this for a reason. I know you don't like to talk about books versus show, but I'll say this for a reason. I am not hopeful about the series um, because it already didn't start out with a bang. We know we give shows some, you know, some time to pick up and to change. Um, but I finished that book and threw it across the room. The last time we played, <laughs> garbage, garbage. I physically threw it, broke a so vase. You didn't bother with the second and third book, is what you're saying? No, I did not. And um, <laughs> and I broke a very favorite vase of mine. So I have even more. Ouch. Uh, more, yes. So my point is, I don't even know that I will. I don't don't like the lead that much i find she was her last i think her biggest credit i'm sorry was baywatch so no um, no she was she was just in um the thing in hawaii the first season of white lotus oh yeah oh, right oh okay so i haven't seen that uh i think that's you guys probably what got her this gig <laughs> yeah okay i thought you said you guys were thought it was good and now it's bad but for me anyway i will just say this um I, maybe i'll watch one more episode because you know i do try very hard to give a show a chance or i may let you guys canary the show send you down the mine and then if you tell me if you tell me it got better you son then i'll jump on the train i think it's probably a canary show for me i just was not impressed. all right well let's wrap let's wrap this one up uh next up we're gonna talk uh kindred we're just gonna finish this one out we're not gonna go episode by episode except maybe my episodes no <laughs> uh i i work leave off on this one oh uh, so we have five through eight to go i don't know where we left off except except i'm just like let's just finish it up okay um i did episodes five and six uh, which I felt like was really one episode because the story really flows together. It's uh, where we left off was basically 
Kevin is like, I don't want to come back with you because they're back in the present. And he's like, I don't want to come back. That's crazy. I don't really know you that well. Very realistic. And then they end up at the, and it's really, I totally buy that. And then they get stuck in a closet somewhere and she starts to get pulled back and she deliberately grabs him and yanks him back with her because she's not crazy. Having him for cover works for her. Oh, which when they were, when they were coming after them at the hospital. Right. That's the end of four. And so five opens with them back in time. And the first thing she does is apologize to Kevin and is like, oh, yeah, sorry about this. And so, and this is the longest that they've been back because they're they're back there for several episodes now. Um, And I liked five because now they both kind of have their feet. They both kind of know what to expect. And so, so she's like, all right, we got to find Rufus. You go that way. I'll go this way. Let's do this. And they basically work as a team. And I like that they're working as a team for the next two episodes. But I also find what's interesting. It's Kevin kind of gets not really seduced, but he's spending a lot of time with Tom. And so he's seeing the universe from Tom's point of view and and um, Dana has to like smack him upside the head and be like, dude, uh, yeah, you can't do that. So I like the theme of five and six of of uh, Dana going through her journey, emotional journey, with especially Celeste having the baby and seeing how horrible everything is there. And her mom is basically like, you know, you just got to get adjusted to it and you just got to get used to it. And she's like, yeah, I don't want to get used to this. This is horrible. Uh, so I liked all of that. So I, that's all I'm saying. All right, next. In, in, in defense of Kevin, I thought one one of the things that the actor did really well is that his discomfort with his privilege in that era, which was mm-hmm. interesting. And, and that's the main reason he didn't want to go back because it's just like, I really, I, I don't, Libby and I talked off off podcast about some of the criticisms of the miniseries sorry, of the series, have been that they've changed things from the book. But I thought that was an interesting... Dramatically, that was a good change to make, the fact that they are strangers, that they're not husband and wife is in the book, because it raises... It ups your stakes a lot. Yeah, and it puts Dana in more jeopardy, right? It, it, yeah, but I thought it was really... Especially because he's falling for her, and yet everybody else is... You know, you need to keep your property under control. <laughs> and he's right. like... He's like, holy crap, holy crap, holy crap. And um, and as even though his relationship with Ryan Quantin's character is tricky, you come to realize the dude's evil. <laughs> I oh, mean, yeah. He's, he's what I, evil. There's, there's... He is, he is. But what I find interesting about him is that he genuinely thinks that he's right. Like when you hear him talk, he can't conceive that uh you know the 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 slaves want to be free or want to are individual people or any of that like he genuinely can't even conceive of it and hearing him talk like that i think is fascinating well i mean the sad thing is that's historically accurate no no i agree and and having watched you know the a couple of the oscar bait films dealing with racial issues i would argue there are probably still people like that who feel like that which i have so many negative emotions about but no, it's, <laughs> it's, yeah no i really 
what's fascinating, and I don't know how IMDb does it, because every individual episode has at least an eight point something rating and the finale has a nine. And yet the series has a 7.4. What what the heck is that about? I mean, do you guys not know how to do math over there? But I really, I I really, I mean, I'm like, they ended with a cliffhanger, which is like, what? Because they built it, they sold it as a limited series. And I'm like, you stopped in the middle of the story. You suck. They, did, they didn't sell it to us as a limited series. They sold it to us as you get, we're supposed to get several seasons. I think it's supposed to be three seasons. Well, but that's not how they, that's not how FX. I'm not, that is totally not how they advertised I'm it. When I got to the end, I was like, wait, 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 what? I, I, I sat through all of this and it doesn't conclude. What? I did not know that. Cause I mean, I worked on the show and they don't tell us how they're marketing it. So I am actually concerned that they're marketing it as a limited series because that's not how they sold it to us. They sold it to us as, and they made our showrunner rewrite the finale to make it a bigger cliffhanger. So, so I don't understand them selling it as a limited series. And then they told us that they're going to give it six weeks to see what the ratings are to tell us whether or not we got a second season. But the fact that they're selling it as a limited series and they dropped it all at once is a bit concerning to me. So you wait, um, so you Allison, don't know yet. It hasn't been six weeks. No. It premiered December 13th, so that oh, has not okay. been successful. I don't remember. I watched the whole thing in one fell swoop. So, Allison, you, you are wanted to speak. Go ahead. Yeah, no. Um, overall, I, I like the series. Um, I, think, I think that, you know, in some ways they, they were not nearly as harsh as they could have been. Um, that was deliberate. That was deliberate. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I well, I I don't I don't know about that choice because there's it's the whole time that I was watching it, I kept thinking, well, okay, this is bad, but this this really looks kind of light for for what was actually going on back there. Um, right. But I mean, I I'll, I'll tell you this: the the showrunner made the very conscious decision not to be triggering. He did not. There are plenty of. Plenty of movies and TV shows that basically give you slave torture porn. And well, I wasn't he, looking for that, but I, I no, was. No, but I'm just saying, but everybody at this point generally knows what happened. So his. Not, thing no, was, that's not true. We live in a world where there are people who are actually out there saying that, that you know, slavery was a good deal for, for the, you know, it wasn't really that bad. And, and, you know, I mean, there, but, this I is mean, the kind are, of revisionist other... garbage that, 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 that is out right. there these days. I know, but I'm, my point is, this is not the show to show you that. That's not the point. It is, this is a sci-fi time travel story, and it's not, like, that's not the point of what he was trying to do. And he very deliberately did not want to make okay. it super graphic and all of that. So, all right. Well, you know, I mean, it's a choice, I guess. I, I just, it's, it just, I, the whole time I was watching it, I just kept thinking this was actually much worse. Um, so, but you know, um, I, I can't, I can't argue if the choice was deliberate. Well, I mean, um, I, I will tell you from my perspective, it made it watchable for me. I think if it had been as graphic as what you're trying to say, I probably would not have watched it. So that makes sense. Well, that's, that's the difference. I, I, well, I, I guess I just, I think, I think that the subject matter itself is harrowing and there should be there should be a little more discomfort on the part of the audience to you know watching the thing um but the, that aside um i 
the characters were engaging. I'm involved, you know, with with the story and and with with what's going on with the leads. Um, I really, you know, because because the the character of Kevin is uh, her husband in the book. I was wondering how are they going to to make it le- sound legitimate that he keeps going back there with her. Um, and they do answer that. She kind of pulls him back uh, with, you know, against his will. Um, so that, that, that made sense. Um, and now, of course, at the very end, he's, he's stuck there uh, without her. So we'll, we'll see how that plays out, I guess, if it gets a season two. If not, <laughs> it ends in a very bad place. Um, but uh, yeah, I, 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 I think I think overall um, I I enjoyed it, <laughs> and the lead I think she's fantastic. I've never seen her in anything before, but I thought she was absolutely phenomenal in this. Uh, uh, Yusin, go ahead. Yeah, um, I I want to speak to what Allison said because I am sort of right again in the. I don't even want to say middle. Um, I, I will say I can see both and I don't even want to say sides that makes it seem like it's combative. Um, I think what I want to say is it did strike me a little bit. Strike is probably too strong of a word, but it was, it was noticeable, you know, for me, but it didn't detract or make it seem like, uh, it was unrealistic or it was, it was, it bothered me. I think it's important to say out loud, if I'm not wrong, I'm pretty sure I'm right to say explicitly that the showrunner is black. So in this situation, if he was not black, then I think we might be able to say, oh, that he's whitewashing it. If he were white, let's say, right? Or anybody, anything but black, um, you know, and that, oh, he's downplaying the horror the horror of it and the, you know, the atrocities and the this and the that, and he's taking away the truth. But, but, to, but to what you're saying, Libya, is he is a black uh, showrunner. This is his show, his vision, how he wants to represent what he clearly has the right to kind of his agency to tell how much of what, you know, the pain and the, tra- you know, the, all the travesties and stuff. Um, it's both, I think, an artistic choice, but also a smart choice in the sense that, and you said it, as a Black person, uh, it might have been too overwhelming and triggering. And for many people, you, you don't have to necessarily be Black, but for sure, because the showrunner was Black, it was a and I think artistic choice um, because it is sci-fi and he wants it to be more broad. He wants it to be, but I agree with Allison that uh, I noticed it and it did, I did, I can see what she's saying, but I think because, and I think this is really, like I said, I'll reemphasize, because the show was mounted uh, by and, and written by and, and whatever, a black person, I have to trust that this is exactly what he wanted to do. And for whatever reasons, and Libya, you kind of already talked about it, and I agree. So for me to talk about the show, um, it is very, I love time travel or, or alternate you know, universe kind of thing. I'm a, most sci-fi geeks do, like, you know, what, that's part of their part and parcel. Um, so I thought the way that it was shot and edited, I know it sounds like I'm sucking up to my podcast master, um, was really well done because it is one of those things where you have to, um, uh, communicate sort of the, uh, the 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 craziness of it, you know, and the sort of the the time jumping and the this and the that. Like it, you need you need it to be shot and edited in a way that causes that sort of 
uh, confusion and that kind of um, the conflict and the the craziness of it all, you know, otherwise it needs to be more visceral. It needs to be visceral uh, to, to be the most effective, I think. And so I thought it was shot that way. I thought it was very visceral. I was, I was confused. Where are they? How long are they going? Oh my God, they're being taken out when she just wakes up in her bedroom and all of that stuff was very visceral for me. And I think a show like this, especially with the way that the plot goes, it needs to be that way. So I think it checked those boxes and did it very well. Um, as far as the whole series is concerned, uh, I will just finish by saying that I thought the, 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 you know, I didn't think that the acting was amazing across the board, but I thought the two leads, I thought they give the, the nuance. There was a nuance to, to the, to the plantation owner, uh, you know, a little bit. I didn't love him. I thought he was a little bit mustache twirly, but I, I definitely think that the two leads worked well together and they were very believable. Um, neither. And I, this sounds terrible, but I'm going to say it because, you know, it's it exists in Hollywood. Neither were like marquee billboard, like super, you know, uh, you know, the dude had like a belly sort of, you know what I mean? He was kind of soft, you know, and you know, you know what I mean? So like, it wasn't like everybody was so pretty. So that added to like the realism drew me in. And lastly, I will say, um, because he's so milk toasty, and sort of weak, you know, I thought he was going to turn out to be sort of a stereotype cliche and just, you know, whatever. Um, but he really steps up and she wants him there, you know, uh, because he is helpful and he's very empathetic, uh, which is great because that's sort of um, our view, like uh, the viewer can kind of, you know, see it from his point of view. It brings us in. And then that scene where I finally realized, not finally, sorry, I thought he was, it was really well done was when um, he's trying to encourage the wife of the plantation owner to leave her abusive husband. And then she mistakenly reads that, you know, he's into her and he will rescue her. And then it just becomes a S, you know, just becomes a nightmare. Um, and so that play, that scene was played beautifully by both actors. Um, and so to me, it added to the kind of complexity and the nuance of the show. Uh, it, it was a nice aside. It was a nice detail. I think it was worth it. Um, and it, and it showcased, uh, you know, his position being so difficult. So overall, I, I did really enjoy the show. Um, it's definitely one of those shows. If someone asked me, I would say, oh, I'm looking forward to a second season, like for sure. So. Yay. All right. Let's move on. Thanks guys. Next up, we're going to talk mythic quest and Tom, I know you, uh, are, are watching mythic quest and the big, this was the big season finale and I, the big question was very much the episodes before Ian and Poppy, Poppy basically, yeah, their relationship is basically broken. They have this conversation on the roof and you realize that fundamentally their friendship is broken and they kind of delayed any, res, uh, you know, resolution to it by having them not be around each other for like an episode or two. And then in this finale, they really have to confront it head on. And I thought it was fantastic. I thought the resolution was exactly how Ian would handle it. And I like that Poppy made him work for it a little bit. So well, the big I, reveal, I really enjoyed it. The big reveal, and it's no secret to anybody who's been watching this show, is that he loves her and she loves him. And I like the well, way that they play. Well, I mean, love like friendship love, you're talking, not romantic i don't necessarily know if i go there i think there's more for me the pandemic episode where she's completely freaking out and then he just shows up 
I'm like, okay. And I think it's been really interesting that they've basically either kept them apart or kept them sparring work-wise. But I think right. there's something there. Oh, I do, but I don't think they know that. So when they say, I love you, I don't think they mean it the way you mean it. I think they mean it like we're friends. You I think it, you. you know, phileo to use that. Yeah, I think, I think they're, yeah, I think they're, I don't think they have figured out that they love each other the way okay. you're saying. I agree with you. I think there's absolutely chemistry there. I absolutely think that they could go there, but I don't think that I love you was going there. The, um... <laughs> Did we know before this episode that Brad's last name was Bakshi? Maybe when his brother showed up, because remember his brother showed right, up right, in, right, in right, the right, class. Right, right. Maybe when his brother showed up, we found out, but I don't remember specifically. I just love that his whole thing, like he's out of, he's like, I need a new challenge. This challenge <laughs> is too easy. I could take over this company in five minutes if I chose to. But nah, you know, I'm going to do something else. That dude is hilarious. Him and Joe Yo. crack me up. <laughs> they are just like so evil, but but they're both like sociopaths. I was going to say they're okay both sociopaths. That. They're both sociopaths. They're okay with it, and they've bonded over the fact that they're both sociopaths. And they're like the rest of the world is crazy. Really, they've only embraced the people. fact that they're sociopaths. Oh yes, they're absolutely embraced it, and they are hilarious. They are hilarious. <laughs> Uh, I like them a lot. Um, and I like that now at the end, Ian and Poppy are going to come. They're coming back to Mythic Quest. Yay! <laughs> David's not probably real happy about that. <laughs> well, I mean, David's floundering. So as much as he claims he likes to be in charge, he really doesn't oh, he's, like he's terrible. He's a terrible leader. No, I mean, and he knows that, that. The fact that Joe has to tell him, you need to fire him. These are my termination papers. You need to fire me. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't understand leader. He doesn't understand, and he, but he at least is aware that he doesn't know what he's doing, and he absolutely knows he's faking everything. So I don't think he's going to have a problem with them coming back. I really don't. And um, it's interesting that a their solution makes so much. I mean, it's almost it's almost amazing that it took them till the finale to figure out that put playpen as an expansion of mythic quest itself. Cause you can totally see. Yeah. Video game company wanting to, yeah. Doing that. Yeah. That makes absolute sense. Cause now, if you give me my favorite game and go, Hey, here's this thing where you can make your own side characters from your favorite game and take your character and do these others. That would have been amazing. That's amazing. That's an amazing idea. I'm surprised so, they haven't tried to put out a real Mythic Quest game yet. That's true. I would totally play that. Um, so I think thumbs up. They ended the season well. Yep. They ended the and because for me the center of the show is Poppy and Ian. Oh yeah. If definitely. Poppy and Ian are not synced up and together, how'd you like the? Um, how'd you like? We haven't talked about it. How'd you like basically the origin episode where we find out about Ian's first game and uh, Poppy? You know. I think the casting of Little Poppy, amazing, like her clone, like amazing. She found an actress that is a shorter version of herself. Seriously, like I, I, I would that that just blew me away. I was like, is she? Is that her daughter? Like, <laughs> what the heck? Uh, so the actress playing Little Poppy was fantastic. I did not like Little Ian as well. Yeah, it didn't feel. I, I don't know if I believed he was really Little Ian. You know what I mean? But as far as the story, I thought 
it was okay. It felt that felt a little tropey. I thought Poppy's story felt more original. I felt Ian's story felt more by the numbers. Um, I mean, Poppy's kind of our window in because she's the awkward. She's the awkward genius. Right, and but Ian's I mean, I just, felt like her story was was good, and Ian's yeah, Ian's just a regular guy that's not, you know. And he's kind of inherently unlikable, although he shows these. Flashes. I like him. Well, they, yeah. He shows flashes of humanity. Right. And I, I liked his relationship with his mom. Yes. Like, that was good. Uh, and then when we see them meet for the first time, that was also pretty good. Yeah. I really liked their first meeting. Which also leads to, if you were going to ship him, this is, this is where yep. it starts. Yep. And I love the fact that she completely insults him on their first meeting. Oh, yeah. Without realizing that that's what she's doing. And he's just like, so I'm going to leave now? Because she's got and no she's, social cues. She doesn't... Not at all. It was so <laughs> great. It's so great. Um, so I, I like I like the two of them a lot. And that is, for me, Mythic Quest. Without them, there's... I, I can't, I, like, I like the other characters, but I love the two of them. I did like the, the Year of Phil episode because the actor who plays Phil is a, a friend of mine. <laughs> so. who, what was the Year of the the oh, guy okay. who was gonna sue for ageism. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and then he just hired a bunch of old people. <laughs> and Carol, Carol's power, power hungry mode. <laughs> oh, that was pretty good. Yeah, yeah I, that was I, fun. I, I, I would not have. You know, I'm not a huge gamer. I just dabble, but I dig this show. Yeah, it's great. It's a great uh, storyline. Oh, and um. Joe Monta. Oh, Joe. Uh, uh, Sofia Vergara's husband. There you go. Joe Manchinello. His whole story. Yeah. So his whole storyline when they were in this, the mocap suits, that was great too. <laughs> and all the two Joes. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's all of that was great. All right. Let's move on. Uh, next up, we're going to talk Kaleidoscope. But seeing as how Kaleidoscope tells a story in different orders, we're going to, all of us have seen up to the heist at least. So what we're going to talk chronological wise, we're going to talk to up to the heist and we're going to talk about uh, the, the gimmick about the show, which is that everybody's pretty much saw it in different in a different order. I've seen up to the heist, but I haven't seen the heist nor the post two episodes. Um, I saw it. If anyone's curious, I saw it in, Green, so green first, yellow, blue, violet, orange. Yes, that is the order I saw it in. Uh, Yusin, what was what was yours? Uh, okay, so uh, Netflix wanted me to watch it in a certain order. Uh, and then you sent me an article talking about uh, what might be the most optimum way to watch it. Um, but then I don't, I don't know how it started, but I decided I am my own woman. So I actually chose the episodes I wanted in the order I wanted um, using the, the, the summaries from Netflix a little bit. And I kind of thought, oh, well, I think I'm going to do it this way. Uh, that being said, I did let uh, or I did allow Netflix to just start me off. So once they started me off and then I thought, okay, this is what I'm going to do. So as far as I think I went yellow, violet, blue, orange. And I think that's where we're supposed to stop, right? Because that's where it yeah, the, up to the heist. So yes. 
Um, and then I'm, I'm out, and so then I'm allowed to talk about the show. Well, no, I want to get Allison's order. Okay. Allison? Yeah, the order that I, I just went with the order that, that Netflix gave me and it actually turned out for me, I thought it was it was kind of the perfect order, um, which was uh yellow, green, violet, orange, blue, uh, and then okay. and then red, pink, and white. Um, we're not going to talk about red, pink, and white. Right. right. But, uh, but that, that was, that was the order that it showed up in for me. And I thought that it let the, the, uh, storyline flow, um, kind of in a, in a, in a good way, because like whenever I, I had questions about, okay, well, you know, how did this start and that kind of thing, it's like, oh, well, there, here comes Violet to give me an idea of what, what happened beforehand. Um, so it, it was, it was. Uh, I thought it was an interesting concept. Um, I'm not sure how I would have felt again because if seeing it in a different order. Um, I know there's. I really liked. I really liked my order actually. Yeah, because I I just there there's like certain pieces of information where I just felt like oh well you know I would have had to have uh, seen this first to appreciate this piece of information later. And, right. you know, whereas I wouldn't have caught that, it wouldn't have meant anything to me if it had gone the other way. So um, the storyline itself, I thought was, was fun. Um, uh, I, I mean, I love a good heist film is, is always great. That's, that's one of the things I will always sit for is, is a good heist film. Um, and, and this was kind of a, a heist and revenge fantasy thing. So uh, I was I was enjoying that the bad guys were appropriately awful they deserved what they got not all the good guys were great but um, uh, it was it was it was interesting to watch I, I think um, up to a certain point and then it tonally took a flip for me but that that happens in later episodes so I, I don't want to uh, get into that thank you because I haven't seen it yet uh, Yusin what did you think of up until the heist um. Yeah, you know, the way that I saw it uh, was, um, uh, I believe it was the present-ish, and then two flashbacks in a row. So there were two flashback episodes, which personally I think could and should be seen one after the other. I mean, because it just flows. It's a flashback. Um, so for me, you guys know I love a good flashback. It has to be done well. You know, it's you know it's such a trope, but if it's done well... So I liked it very much in the order that I, I mean, I find that this conversation and maybe perhaps out in the world, this is what Netflix wanted, uh, you know, at the, at the. Cause know. I really liked my, mine yeah. and I didn't get my flashbacks back to back. I got my flashbacks separated. I, I know. I started yeah. in the present yeah. and then I got three years prior and then I went back to the present and then I went seven years prior. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying I wasn't vehemently saying you must see it this way. That, I mean, that's literally why I tempered what I said by saying, I'm fascinated. I love because all three of us are like, I think my way was the best way to do it. <laughs> I think that, you know what I mean? And like, you know, none of us are, you know, duking it out. I think that is probably what Netflix wanted, you know, with the virtual the water cooler since, since the pandemic. I don't think there are many water coolers. And even if they are, no one's sitting around, standing around in a circle talking to each other. So the, you know, the virtual water cooler conversation is what order did you see it in well i think this and i blah blah blah, blah. i mean the show is i think too complicated for me to like completely 
think about like when you tell me what the order was i can't be like oh no like you, you know what i mean it's like i don't remember each what happened in each color but the my takeaway is that the show in the beginning is strong enough and written cleverly enough that we can all enjoy in whatever order we get till we get to orange right uh allison alluded to something in terms of just the ending how they wrap it up and i think we've all i think even the show and i don't know i don't know even i think the Netflix gives us red, pink, and white in order. I think I don't know. It doesn't matter. You know, right? it gives you the order that they give it to. Yeah, they give you red, pink, and white. Everybody get ends red, pink, and white. And actually, right. I want to argue that because yeah. I started red and I'm mad. I don't like being in red. I want white. I want to know the heist before because the last two because red and pink are post. They're post. Heist. They're post heist. Right, and I don't like that. Um, see, I actually think I'm going to, ch I actually think I'm going to, to change my order. I think no, I'm going to go don't, white. Well, don't see, go I, white. You, don't I don't know that you should do, I mean, don't, you can, but I don't, don't, I don't know that you should, because here, here's the thing, this, and this goes to what I was saying about information that, that you don't have until you, until you see something first. Yep. Um, there is, there is information that you get particularly in pink, um, that you kind of need to appreciate what happens in white and vice Correct. versa. Correct. Um, it's like there, there's, there's a thing that happens in, in particular I guess where I, it's like, I would, I didn't, yeah. I didn't know what the, I didn't know what the, the, the point of it was. I didn't know what the, 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 um, importance, why it was important. And, and then we get the information as to why it's important in that last episode. So I just suddenly had this revelation of, oh, that's why this was. Yep. So, I get that. Trust the know, process. I think trust quite, the process. I know. I'm frustrated. I think part of it is I've been enjoying the episodes 100%. Yeah. Uh, well, Orange, I felt was a little slow. But uh, I've been enjoying everything else up until then. And then I got, to, I started Red and I'm like 20 minutes into Red. And I'm like, I want to, I, I really want to go to white. Like, no, you don't. Because it, listen, I'm going to back up Allison on this. Uh, less so about the pink white. I, I don't disagree with her, but I'm just going to skip it because she's made the point. Uh, the way the movie ends is very particular. And I don't right. believe, I don't believe it will serve you to see that ending. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, okay. But it's, so it, it, and you know, the, your, your impression of it though, goes toward my, my issue about tonal shift. Yes. Um, but I don't which we'll talk more. about later. Yeah. We'll um, talk about that yeah. next time. We'll talk about that next time. But, uh, but yeah. I, I, I understand, I understand your feelings because that, uh, that goes to that point. Okay. Wait, mine or Libby's? Okay. The, the tonal shift point yeah, that yeah. when Libby All was right. talking about not about wanting to, to see yeah, that. Let's, let's move on. Let's move on. We got one more show to talk about. We're almost out of time. Um, it's fun so, and I love Giancarlo. <laughs> yes. This was the lead role he has deserved for years. Yes. yes. So I am very happy he got the lead and he knocked it out of the park. Of course Correct. he does. And I'm he doesn't play the win. Yeah, and he doesn't play his stereotypical role of super terrifying, intimidating guy. I mean, yeah. not saying he's not, not saying that he's not. He can't be slightly into because, like, when he's in prison, he oh, has he's got to a be great a little. Inner strength. He's got that great. Inner yeah, strength. It, it's very. It's a different role, and I like it. I mm -hmm. think he's just doing a great job. So that's all I got to say about that. Let's move on. Uh, next up, we're gonna talk. 
uh, Slow Horses, and this was the season uh, two finale. And I also will just say quickly, when I got to the end, I was very shocked that they had a full trailer for season three. I was like, seriously? <laughs> so that means season three is done already? I'm like, give it to me! Season four has already been picked up. I understand all of that. I am just mad that they're like a full season ahead of what they're airing so that they can show a trailer for the entirety of the season. Cause that trailer had not just like, we only finished the first episode of season three and here's, this was like the whole season trailer. Yeah. They did the same like, thing with last season too. I know, but I, I, I get that that's what they're doing, but now I'm just like, that means that season exists somewhere. Where is it? I need it now. <laughs> so in case you were wondering, yes, I like slow horses. Uh, so this season I will say is definitely was definitely stronger than first season by a lot. Actually, every I, Jackson lamb, in the first season, I thought he was kind of smart, but I also thought he was just a jerk and he was mean. And those two things are still true <laughs> in this season. But this season, you really appreciate how smart he is. Like, he is really smart in this season. Way more, because I, I mean, they tell you he's smart in season one, but I didn't feel it. And in this season, I 100% feel it. Also, River is dumb. <laughs> God, River is dumb. <laughs> so he's like, "Why am I in slow horses?" I was like, "Cause you're dumb. You're not. A, you are not the brightest star in the sky." And then the, there's that great scene in the finale where he's like, "I can't believe this is happening in real life. This happened to me in training. This can't be happening for real." And I was like, "Dude, you're dumb." Um, so I really thought that was that was fantastic. That and the storyline and the plot was much more complicated to where you couldn't predict everything that was going to happen uh. like you could in first season. I mean, I'm not saying everything, but I, I felt like it was a much stronger story this season than last season. And that's all I'm going to say. All right, Allison, you're making humming noises. So what you got? Uh, well, I thought I felt that the bad guys were certainly a huge improvement over last season because last season they, they were idiots. Um, right. And and this, you know, they're they're more than competent Russian agents. Although, I I don't know, I what they were after just sort of seemed kind of vague most of the time, and basically turned into well, their own kind of heist the at the end. Yeah, um, it was a heist slash revenge plot. Oh wait, yeah, we just did you know, we did. <laughs> <laughs> and this turned out wonderful too. Um, the the thing is, you know, the the first season River we got the impression River wasn't an idiot. He was just set up and that's how he ended up here right. in this right. season. He really, they really did make him a moron. He just does things that are incredibly stupid one after the other. I mean, you know, when he, when he, he gets, I, the problem is I think he <laughs> thinks he's smarter than he actually is. Clearly. I think that's, that's but it just, issue. it just seems so ridiculous. It's like, I mean, the, the entire time that he was tied up, I kept asking myself, why is he not dead? Why, why right. didn't they just, he, he was in the hands of merciless killers. Why didn't they just they kill him? They killed everybody else. Right. Everybody else him, him, they just tied up and, ooh, conveniently near a cell phone. Um, you know, it's like, it, it was just, why wouldn't he think and, he they let, and the villains let him overhear their plan. Exactly. Their plan. Yeah. Know? Waiting for like, him to I wake like, up. Is this, 
Right. I was like, is this a James Bond movie? Like, <laughs> No, Mr. Bond, I expect, expect you to, to die. die. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it was just it was just sort of silly. It's like, how could you not know that you were set up or at least question it or at least look for some evidence? You know, I mean, so, uh, you know, it's 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 irritating when I am asking these questions and the characters and on screen not. are not. Uh, yeah, because the entire time that she was flying very, very slowly, I could have walked to London faster than she was flying there. <laughs> um, and, and the, you know, I was thinking, okay, well, the, clearly it's just a distraction. It's got to be. And that's exactly what it turned out to be. So I don't know. I mean, I did, I did love everything having to do with Gary Oldman. I mean, the, the, everything that Except for the does. eating scene. Oh God, no. Um, <laughs> But, he but is the grossest eater ever, he is but he's really having a disgusting. great time doing it. Um, and I mean, from, from what they showed of the, the previews of, of next season, he just gets slot more and more slovenly as, as, I know, as time goes right? on. It's like every season, it's like, ah. Um, well, what's great is is also the boss is like, we're in, we usually meet outside and your lack of deodorant doesn't normally bother me. <laughs> she, she was like, we're in a small office right now and Hurry up and say what you got to say and get out. Like, wow. I was surprised they killed Spider. I thought they'd keep him around as like, you know. No, he's like, not dead. He's not dead. They oh, say that at the very right. end. That's right. They said he's getting better. Yeah. Yes. And he's in the trailer. He's in the trailer for next season. He's yeah. in that trailer for season three. So he's not dead. Oh, he was... And I hope that he has a terrible downfall. He is an idiot. <laughs> he definitely that deserves it. That dude is 100% it. an idiot. Neither I want him is, to... is humbled because of being shot. He is not going to be humbled. You don't think no. so? It's like, no. Not that guy? Not even a little bit. He needs to... I, my fantasy is he gets he gets assigned to, to Slough House. I need him to be assigned to Slough House. <laughs> I did like that they gave the supporting cast a little bit more to do this season. Yes. Yeah. Especially, yeah, um, cool. I for, I'm forgetting the older woman's name. Oh, Standish? Oh, uh, yeah, Standish. Standish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love... And apparently next season's all about her. Oh, yeah. Good. And oh, she good. is much smarter than, than people have been led to believe. Correct. Yeah. Next <laughs> yeah, the... season, the entire plot is somebody kidnaps her. Oh. That's the plot. That's the plot of next season. The, huh. um, the, the chess game, though, was great. Oh, that was great. That was yeah. brilliant. So. Yeah, that was so good. So, thumbs up. Oh, yeah. Love Horses. Definitely. I uh, cannot wait. Hopefully, we only have four to six months for man, them making us wait for the next season since the same they did this time. I, you know what? If the show just is like, you know what? Every six months, we're going to give you a season. I'm down for that. I think that's great. Yeah. So, all right. If you guys have any questions or comments, you can leave them at tvcampfire.com. Follow the Twitter on Facebook. Listen to us on, on Sci-Fi Radio. And we monopolize, and we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.